Java, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Many votes and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate the movies, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the Star Wars galaxy and much, much more. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. If you are returning to the return, welcome back. And as always, many boats. Many boats. Many boats. What have we all been up to since Obi-Wan walked off into the desert? I'm going to throw it over to the captain himself, Matt Romano. Oh, I have to go first. I don't know. What have we been doing? What have we been doing? Crying. Everybody? You Crying. said you wanted to do this part. I did, but you know. <laughs> he's, now he's, he's feeling nervous now, Brian. Now I'm on the spot. Come on. No. <laughs> what have we been doing? No, I don't know. I think we uh we all had like grand plans of like we were going to do a, a Stranger Things episode. Chrissy, wake up. I don't like this. And what happened? I don't know, guys. Life. Just, life, life, life happens. Life happens. Gentlemen, perhaps, uh, perhaps we, we, we are not will. just voices <laughs> on the internet. We are we are people with lives and jobs and we yeah. have to sleep sadly, sometimes. Sadly, sadly. Jobs. Yeah. yeah, that was a big factor. But, yeah. you know, but like you said, Brian, like, you know, we're not necessarily not going to do those things. You know, we still have grand plans to do those things someday. Um, but you know what? There's also too many damn shows, if you there's, ask me. There's... Every, everything started time. happening at once. How many shows premiered this and summer? Like, honestly, how many shows did you watch? I'm afraid. Round about um, one and a half million. Yes. That sounds um, right. And yeah. since we all we all kind of work in entertainment, it's there's a lot going on. And some of us have, some of you have children. And some of you, some of you have baseball, <laughs> baseball camp and, 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 um, and Caitlin's, you know, Husking the corn or doing whatever. Contrary you know to what, what what we've usually put out, we don't actually fly around on a spaceship. Um, well, well speak for yourself. So. Yeah, well. Matt, Matt flies yeah. around in his personal spaceship. But Matt, what, what just to, just to get things going? Since we've since we uh, watched Obi Wan ride off, what 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 has been two of your favorite things um, that you've enjoyed since since last we we've been on? the podcasting airwaves. Okay. Well, I know we already said it, but strange new worlds. I really enjoyed strange new worlds and that's Absolutely. just yeah. comes top we, of mind. Yeah. We all talked about that a lot. Yeah. We talked about that a lot, um, man. And then I guess just recently the new game of Thrones, uh, house of dragons, really house of dragons, yeah, man. house of the dragon, Matt Smith, Ugh. 10 years you've been King. And yet not once have you asked me to be your hand. Why would I do that? Because I'm your brother. Man, he's something else. You never know what hot, Damon hot Matt Smith. You never know what Damon Targaryen's gonna do. <laughs> he's just there, you know, causing trouble. You it's, know, as one does. Yeah, exactly. Come as on, one does. This isn't gonna be very big on dignity. <laughs> it's as a as a fan of Doctor Who. It's everyone's like, oh, Matt Smith is amazing. I'm like, well, welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome We've to been the club. Here. Come on, <laughs> We've been here the whole time. Who would have thought? 
He's got a lot of roles. That guy. He's been a lot of a lot of things. Did Love you see it. the Did you see the clip in the um in the press for Morbius? Where <laughs> it wasn't press for Morbius. It was press for House of the Dragon. And he's sitting oh. there with Patty Considine. It was the day after at a con. Someone said, "Matt, is it Morbin time?" And he's like, "I don't know what that is." <laughs> and they asked him about it. And Patty's like, "What is that?" He says, "I guess it's a meme. I don't know. I'm not oh. on social media, so I guess it's from I did this movie and I don't know. First time I've heard it." It's one of these memes. I don't know. Matthew. Yeah, it's a meme. Kate, Caitlin and Bush, uh, what's been getting your uh, storytelling motor going? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I saw uh, Top Gun Maverick a few min- too many times oh, in theaters. Man. Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. Welcome to basic fighter maneuvers. Uh, um, again with this? Th- that movie, uh, that that movie, uh, Censors Up the Ready, that movie f***s. Whoa! Is is wow. what it is. That's what me and my friends have decided. That's that's yeah. the energy that it brings. You know, so. for, for the folks at home, you have been talking about this a lot. This I have summer, been talking you know? about it, it a lot. I'm every, still thinking yeah, about yeah, it. Miles guys. Teller, a lot of Miles Teller. I think you went back and watched Teller, Fantastic a Glenn, Four. A lot of Glenn Powell. I did not watch Fantastic <laughs> okay. Four. Don't you put Fortastic. that? Do not put that evil on me, Matt Romano. Okay, Come I apologize. Sorry. My, I mean, God. if you're gonna watch Miles Teller, watch. Whiplash. Yeah, the drum one. The drums. Yeah, that one I did. Also it known stressed, as that it drum still one. stressed yeah. me out. <laughs> the drum one. It's yeah. the drum, you know, the drum one. What else was I was I uh really focusing on? Honestly, uh the Sandman. I learned that all they really need is a kind word and a friendly face. I think I think that was a really big one. I know that that was a big one on on your Ooh. list too, uh, as well, Mr. Silliman. It was. That was um that was before Showmageddon started, so I was able to, and I and the great thing is was I didn't write or speak a word that is about a it. Great I just got feeling. to I just got to sit and enjoy it as a person, mm. as a fan. And wow. Neil Gaiman as as you both know is one of my favorite authors, one of my favorite artists, period. And I got into Sandman relatively late. It was just a few years ago that I read Sandman all the way through all 12 volumes and it became one of my favorite things. I think it's one of my most favorite and cherished overall sagas, mm. second only to Lord of the Rings. Of course. It's that deep and the mythology is that intricate and it's the only thing that rivals it is what Tolkien did. And so you really, when they were going to do this, I knew he was involved and the casting looked good and it's, you know, you something you love, you really want the adaptation to be great, you want it to be. It's because yeah. Lord of the Rings set that high standard, right? Oh, I've yeah. talked of about course. this before. How you, I was crying five minutes in because not only was it going to be good, it was going to be better than I'd ever thought. <laughs> and I was thinking, who the hell is Peter Jackson? It, it blew me out of the water, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> this was the same thing, and I'm like, and it's it's just really nice when that happens, and it, especially with something that I love and care about this much, and if if people have watched it and they like the first now 11 episodes, cause there was a special bonus, which was such a treat. Just wait because the places this goes and the potential here is just absurd. And it was, it was just, I, I hesitate to say perfect, but for me, it kind of was, it was beautiful where it deviated. I'm so happy for you. I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad this worked wonderful. out for you. Of course. To see the issue sound of her wings done as well as it was to see mm. men of good fortune done as well as it was. David Thewlis killed the 24 hours section. <laughs> no, no, you know, kill, they killed whatever. And I'll just, so before we go into much about that, I will also add that for anybody who is theatrically inclined 
and ha- is is visiting New York or lives in New York or whatever, the re- current revival of Into the Woods truly lives up to the hype. Really? Oh, it wow. does. Okay. Everything you've heard about it is true. And it won't cost you a fortune to go. I, I got tickets um, for the first cast um, on SeatGeek, and they were incredibly um, affordable. And it was just magical. It's every, you hear every word, you hear every every lyric and musical phrase. It is truly about the storytelling, and a lot of the cast is different now. But the word is that they are, you know, just as fantastic. I cannot. It's one of I, we've talked about this too. It's one of my favorite shows. Mm. It's one of my dream shows as an actor, and it just showcases Sondheim and James Lapine, um, and it's just it it really is was revelatory. I love that, that. You think you know everything there is to know, and then nope, you don't know. Surprise! The show. <laughs> uh, something that really took me by surprise uh, last night. I went and saw uh, the Woman King. We are the spear of victory. We are the blade of freedom. We are the home. Uh, oh, Davis. Oh, yeah. how, how was that? It was fantastic. It yeah. really took me by surprise. There is, it's funny. It, there's, there's romance. There's, uh, there's even more of a complicated story than we already knew that we were going to get with this, this colonialism in Africa and the, the local politics. And it, it just, it weaves such an intricate story, such a heartfelt story. And Viola Davis, man. Oh my God, she had me in tears several times. Yeah, she's pretty good. She's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she has a future. Yeah, yeah. Everyone in it is is absolutely well, uh, fantastic. John, John, Boyega. Uh, John Boyega. John Boyega. John Boyega, yeah. who plays the young king. Um, and then I also can't say enough uh, about Lashana Lynch. Oh, uh, who yeah. is in it, and she is one of the warriors who is alongside Viola Davis, and her character uh, Izogi is is oh my god, she is funny, she is badass. I mean, guys, uh, can't recommend the movie enough. Fantastic. Well, before we move on to what we're actually uh, to to our actual show, I just I think there's one thing that we've all made. It's, it's not Star Wars, but it's Star Wars adjacent. I think we're all watching She-Hulk, aren't we? Yeah, indeed. Why didn't you trademark your own pseudonym? Why would I? Uh, did Doctor Strange have to trademark his name? Did Thor? You chose two examples of people who use their real names. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love the She-Hulk. Isn't that how 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 charming and funny is it? Right. Honestly, it's like one of my favorite things to come out of the MCU in, <laughs> yeah. in recent memory. It's the it's I'm darling. Like, it's just it's fun. It's kind of like what the MCU should really be at this point, and is just mocking itself because yep. it's like collapsing in on the weight of itself. The MCU, like the the amount of characters, the storylines, and that's right. a good thing. That's what comics does. Comics gets absolutely out of control. It is deeply self aware in the best way. Exactly. Yeah. She Hulk is like the best of it. Get nuts. Wong yeah. lawyers, great. Caitlin, would you agree with what Matt just said? I couldn't say it better myself, Brian. Wow. I mean, I'm, I, like, it's my, I mean my, I'm a poet. I mean, I don't but, know. But he is. <laughs> but, he didn't even know it, sir. My didn't even beloved know it. Tatiana Mislani is yeah. perfection in that part. But I have to say my my favorite character, oh, my I new know. favorite number one character in the entire MCU is 
Madison. Wongers, can we get Froyo? No. We can talk about The Sopranos. Fine, no more spoilers. Oh, whatever. I was over it after Tony killed Christopher anyway. Madison. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Saw that one coming. You don't know where the Y Just is. one yeah. Y, but not where you think. <laughs> um, Madison and Wongers and their friendship. And that he, an entire episode is based around him getting The Sopranos spoiled for him. <laughs> that was, it's, oh man. I'm just, what's not to like here? I think that, that was the moment where I was like, you know what? I like this. I like yeah, whatever this if, is. If, if, yeah. So, and there's so much more. I know we're, we're just hogs on anything and everything, but anyway, back to the galaxy far, far away. Things are a little different. Um, if you're returning, if you've listened to us for a while and are returning, yes, things are a little different, but worry not still with us or rather with me, I should say, which is just great. Is yeah. our reprogrammed Imperial interrogator droid <laughs> AZ-00 also called a zoo? Yeah, um, I was waiting uh, for, for you to introduce me. Um, yeah, you know, I'm okay. You know, I'm just, you know, it, it's an apartment. There's not a lot of space. You I miss you, Az. Yeah, I miss oh, you, man. You know, it's nice of you to say. I miss both of you, too. I miss, you know, playing our game and, you know, doing stuff. But, you know, he's got me powered hey. down in the closet next to the shop vac, and that's fine. Oh. You know, but, uh... Brian has a shop vac in his apartment? Yeah, he does, and uh, he talks to it when he vacuums, and I'm like, I could do it, but I just don't wanna. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, I, he didn't ask me what I was getting into, you no, know? No, I did not, Azu, I no, know. No, no, but, you know, together, late at night, we, we cuddle and we watch Ooh. Abbott Elementary. Have you seen that? Oh, Abbott Elementary, I missed Excellent. that. That's a great that show. Is, that Excellent. is a charming show. Charming. Very, okay, very thank you, Azu. Uh, go back with the shop back. <laughs> See, this is why we kept him. You are you you didn't want a zoo, but I, I need that. Those I need that. kinds well, of moments are what our yeah. audience lives for, Brian. Yeah. Well, well, it's guess that what? Quality Matt? content. Ne- <laughs> next week he's going to be spending 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 the time at your house. Oh, so really? He's going to be on his way you know, right after this episode. A, he's a I don't know that you know he's he's an odd shaped you know he's a ball. I, I don't know where I would yeah. put him. You know? No, it's I I, yeah. I, I literally do not care. It's like, <laughs> he will be arriving in a box. And there will be no holes punched oh, in it. God. Anyway, we are recording on September 21st, 2022, and we're ready to jump into episodes one, two, three Count of wow. the new Star Wars series, Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. That's right. We've been waiting for this one for <laughs> another one that we've been talking about the build up to this for, for a while and ever. it's finally it is ever. finally here but before we do we have some Mandalorian oh, Mandalorian news as well as a new date for the Bad Batch they call themselves the Bad Batch so you know what I'm going to do I'm going to toss it over to Caitlin M Bush for some quick news on the march news on the march why, thank you, Brian. Now, these things have been out for a little yeah. while, so uh, I, I don't think that we're really spoiling anything. I don't think that we really need to get into the nitty-gritty of any of these things, because the people interested have already seen them. Oh, yeah, and, there, and there's been a lot of news. Like, there's we're not even scratching the surface. a lot of news. We are surface. barely scratching the surface. Yeah. It's, I all will on our, say. it's all on our socials, we should also say. Yeah, yeah that's right, that's right. But we, we are going to touch on three three little things. Uh, we're not going to get into the details, but we will highlight that we did get a trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3. All right, kid. 
Hang on. You ready for an adventure? Which is yes. officially now set for 2023 next year, gentlemen. I, I think they spelled that it might even be February. I was seeing I, before I, this. I oh, would wow. I would believe that. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a that feels like a good time to There's really just no rhyme and, and reason anymore to any yeah. releases. Just like when I'm gonna say, ready. Yeah, that sounds right. Well, <laughs> yeah. you, you know what's also funny about looking forward to this Caitlin ambush is that we can enjoy Andor without completely slamming two seasons of The Mandalorian along the way. <laughs> that's Isn't that's that nice. amazing. You can do both. Oh my anyway. goodness. Uh, it's weird how that happens. Yeah. It's, it's very it's funny old world. And <laughs> the second point that I will, will bring up, gentlemen, is that The Bad Batch season two will now arrive on Disney Plus on January 4th. 2023. Let's get to work. That is very soon. From us to Lucasfilm, thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) Because if that had come out when they originally said it, 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 it was going to get the resistance roundup treatment. It was just going to go. It's, it was. Yeah, it was going to be tough. I didn't want to do that. and, you know, to be fair, to be fair. 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 Um, we love the Bad Batch and we, we can't wait for it, but we, we want to give it its just due and having that on at the same time as Andor and and a zillion other things yeah. while we're looking at Baratheon family trees and Keller <laughs> yeah. Brimbor, how Keller Brimbor really feels about <laughs> Harry Styles. Um, it would have been lost in the mix. Anyway, um, Caitlin, because triples is best, triples is safe. Triples makes it safe. Now, triples is best. Triples is safe, Absolutely. as we know. What's the third? Well, it's, there's three of us, so we have to have three new news updates, obviously. So yeah, yeah. our triples, third and final makes it safe. Yeah. of the day. Yeah. Uh, the first season of animated shorts that we've been waiting for, titled Star Wars colon, Tales of the Jedi, will release all six shorts at once on, get it, October 26th. Happy birthday to me. Woo! The trailer for that. Mm. Right just after my birthday. Jedi. Ahsoka is Jedi. Uh, The trailer for that shows young Dooku. Ahsoka hiding in the background of Padme's funeral procession. Yaddle, which I know is the most exciting point for all of us. (laughs) It is. Easily. (laughs) And much, 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 much more, which we aren't going to get into right now. You can find the trailer online. Thank you very much. Crazy. It it looks so good, doesn't it? It looks amazing. Amazing. It's really giving me that that classic Barton Fink feeling with the Clone Mm. Wars. And and Bad Batch. Clone Wars and Bad Batch. But seeing young Dooku and Yaddle and um, Dooku (laughs) and um, Ahsoka in the background of Padme, Padme's just funeral. Tear, just, I, I'm going to cry. They I'm need to go back and just put that in the movie, like digitally yes. alter that in. Oh my god! That's pretty much what they keep doing. <laughs> you know, why just, not? Just like you know, <laughs> why not redo it all? <laughs> put it all back. Put Rosario Dawson. Get her on the volume and put her in. All in. Yeah. Do it all. Do everything. More. More. Caitlin and Bush, our rogue reporter at large. Is that what we got? That has been news on the march. And that was a fine one, because you know why? Triples makes it safe. Ay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that, we're going to charge into the first three episodes of Andor. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. These episodes are brand new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of them. So be warned that we are about to get into severe spoiler territory. 
Werner Herzog has unfortunately quit the show. What? I know. What? He didn't what? even give us no, not like a two weeks situation. Just yesterday, just... Um, I didn't. I had David Lynch on the line, ready oh. to take his place, but wow. he has not yet agreed. I'm also trying to get Werner back. Fans, we will see what we can do. Oh, no. But in the meantime, I will have to suffice, and I will sound the spoiler klaxon myself. Sound it. And what is there, Caitlin and Bush? There is a clear order in which to watch Star Wars and or episodes one, two, and three, and then listen to our podcast. Here we go again. Punch it. We've all done terrible things on behalf of the rebellion. Wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something real? Andor, episodes one, two, and three, released on Disney Plus on September 21st. First and foremost, the soundtrack is out. Whoa, yes. all right. Kind of. At least three uh, themes, main title themes for episodes one, two, and three are released as a single, at least on iTunes. They're probably streaming uh, way more popular places because I still yeah, you're use like, iTunes. I was like, what? iTunes on, <laughs> iTunes on my phone. Uh, Apple Music, sir. Excuse you. I, no, my phone still says iTunes. Anyway, it's still. Bro, update your iOS. Update your hey, phone. Hey, hey, you, you know what, Matt? Update this. I, 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 don't, I don't appreciate it. I mean, it's technically but still there, but anyway, the go cool, on. The cool th- I want to own what would the You want to own all it. Right, yeah, good. All right. But as you should own your mistakes. But um, the cool thing about this is that the composer is Nicholas Bratel, who most people will probably know as the composer of Succession. Oh, he is the composer for this that Star Wars show. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Right? And you yeah. get a little of everything because there, there's no classic themes anywhere, but there is some some new melodic themes. And then the end of the second episode is just almost like smash a, punk. Like a rock song. Yes. Yeah. I, almost said, I almost said smash mouth. <laughs> that would have been, been so embarrassing. Cassian, um, you're an all-star. Get to <laughs> oh, 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 Lord. Uh, no, anyway, so bore on the floor. But aside from that, all three episodes were directed by Toby Haynes. And a little background on him. For television, he's directed some Doctor Who, directed one episode of Sherlock. He's directed for Black Mirror. And he directed all seven episodes of my beloved, talking about something I love and getting a tele, uh, an, an adaptation for live action right, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Mm, mm. So very good. And he has directed all three of these episodes. They are written by Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy, we know, was the script was a screenwriter on Rogue One. And according to legend, always a little truth in legends, he was far more influential on the finished version of that movie than is generally known. Mm. Oh yeah, in terms of reshoots and everything else. Tearsay. We don't know. We don't know for certain. I but no, that that, that is, tie fighter on the bridge with Jyn Erso in the where trailer. Was it? Where was did it? it? Where was it? Didn't didn't see didn't it in the movie. Happen. I don't know. Didn't have, didn't know pictures or it didn't Look, happen. We all know uh, this is a group of people who love Star Wars Rogue One, who love Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Oh, I mean, that, I mean, yeah, yes, and, and we all do. Oh, yeah. Um, for the record, in case that's not fair, yeah, we should us, we should make that very us, clear. Yeah. All of us think that Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is hot, hot, hot. Anyway. <laughs> To set us up chronologically as to where this takes place, I know you're all wondering. You, us, you, you, you both there. The folks at home, they probably already know. Um, it gives us the date. We have words on screen. It gives us the date. And in another first, later on, somebody gets a message and they put, it's like the text on screen. 
Do you I see this? Yeah. It's yeah. one of the major yeah. ways. It's uh, uh, differentiating itself in a number of ways. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> sex. Uh, but also, um, that that I, I forgot to put that in my notes, so I'm mentioning it right here. They like get a little computer message, and it's yeah. there for us to read. I was like, Lovely. good. I know I know how to spell some character names. Because <laughs> um, I couldn't turn when I watched yeah, well, you know, this. Watch with the subtitles? Come on. Yeah. I couldn't turn them on when I watched this. Oh. <gasps> you oh. watched without subtitles, Brian? Yeah. I know. <gasps> I know. So I'm going to have to rely on you guys. What kind to, of fan are you? Oh, you rely on us? Oh, you one. are in so much trouble. Yeah, I mean, well, I watch no, with subtitles, big, but you're in trouble. I big, feel comfortable <laughs> relying on Caitlin and Bush, but when it comes to relying <laughs> on Matt Romano, now, Brian. <laughs> I also feel comfortable. See? Whoa. Thought I was going somewhere else. Oh, wow. Yeah. Silliman oh, double cross. <laughs> so much anyway, love. So this takes place in BBY 5, and that's five years before the Battle of Yavin in A New Hope. Mon Mothma's official declaration about the rebellion has not happened yet. That happens in the Rebels Season 3 episode, Secret Cargo, which we end up talking about a lot. (laughs) That is three years away from where we start here. Cassian has not met K2SO yet. That happens between 2 and 0 BBY and can be read about in the comic one-shot Cassian and K2SO. So if they keep that, that's canon for now. If they keep that and leave K2SO out of the second season of this, I would be surprised. We are after the events of both the game Jedi Fallen Order and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So our main characters, of course, Diego Luna returning as Cassian Andor, which is not his real name. It would have been a little weird if Diego Luna was not in the show. (laughs) Fiona Shaw appears by beloved Fiona Shaw, who's brilliant in everything, appears as Marva Andor, his adoptive mother figure who finds him when he was young and semi-raises him. Caitlin, am I the only one who, the minute I heard the name Marva, immediately thought of the Parent Trap remake? Martha! (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, um... Her loyal droid, B2EMO, played by BB-8 veteran Dave Chapman. This droid is fully automated and worked by remote control. I think... I think it's a safe bet. We all pretty probably love B2 already. B2 is Emo. Is that how you say it? B2 I don't emo? know, but I was like, I saw it when I, when I read it at first. It's like Look, B2 Emo. I'm down for anything emo. So and yeah, that's right. That's right. It. It's, it's so funny. It. It's like yeah. B2 Emo. I don't know. There's no way to be too emo, Matt. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, you would know, yeah. Caitlin. Yeah. That's that's exactly <laughs> what Robert Pattinson wrote in that open letter. Um, <laughs> Is that is that your Robert Pattinson impression? Yeah, that was like the song. What's the song? I don't know, but whatever you just did, it the vibes are really working for me. I like it. Uh, what is that it. song? The Nirvana song. What are the words? Well, you're asking uh, the wrong right. guy. Oh, you're okay. you can maybe Caitlin knows. You know what was it? I I do know, well, but I'm gonna I'm not going to grace your I'm not going to grace you with an okay. answer right okay, now. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're, oh, you're doing, oh, because they play that song in the Batman. Thank you. See, that's what I was going for. There See, that's go. a movie yeah. about Batman. That's a movie about Batman. Yeah. I'm vengeance. Adria Arjona plays Bix Kaleen, a friend, ally, possible former lover of Cassian. Adria Arjona was recently seen in the Father of the Bride remake with Andy Garcia and also played Anathema Device on Here's Another Case of a brilliant adaptation of one of my favorite books, Good Omens. Mm. She's so good on that and apparently the cousin-in-law to one of our listeners. And then we have Stellan Skarsgård as Luthen Rael or Rael. How do you guys, they don't say the name, so it's either Rael or Rael. Rael. 
I was I thinking Rail Avaros is another character in count, so that's differentiated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Luthen, we'll call him for now, a man who is likely tied to some kind of rebel cell. He has come to buy a special stolen item from Cassian, but really he's come to recruit Cassian himself because he is oh so impressed. He has a cool coat and an extendable staff, and immediately I said, I want to make this man my entire personality <laughs> for the entire next year. <laughs> there you <laughs> you go. didn't even mention his ship, his cool ship. Oh my you God. found your Halloween costume cool, is what I you're think, telling me. Yeah. Well, I think I already have it. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just need an extendable staff, which I'm sure they'll they'll probably start selling or something. Matt Black series, they got yeah, that sure, on yeah. the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I don't know. Mean, I should mention, in the mean, in the meanwhile, Matt, how many new lightsabers have you added to the collection? Since, I know, since the last recording? Since yeah, the last you recording. have. I know you have. All right, so yeah, so we got, we got well, we, we the Ray I had, okay, but I mm-hmm. have the Darksaber now and I have the Leia Organa. That was the, the Leia one. That's the Leia, 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 Leia Organa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you gotta have that. One. Gotta have beautiful. it. It's beautiful. Gotta Rose gold is beautiful. You gotta have it. Gotta have you, it. You need it. Gotta have it. You need it. Come on. We know this. You know. We know this. We know this. We know this. We know, this. We know, this. We know also <laughs> that Mon Mothma, played by Genevieve O'Reilly, will be a major presence on this show, but not yet. Uh, she is. I was. I not- was really hoping. I thought by the third, it's like, well, they'll tail it with her. No, she's not in these nope. episodes. Mm. Um, and neither is good friend of the show, Saw Guerrera, played by Forrest Whitaker. Um, so this is obviously between Rogue One, between his appearances on Rebels, and after um, his appearance in Fallen Order. So right. who knows what appendages or his breathing situation will be. <laughs> but we do know that when we see him, hopefully, he'll be ready for Hug City. There we um, go. Ah, there we if go. you come oh. here... To hug me? Can I appear in your show, Diego Luna? Why not? Um, Wow, it's getting worse. Okay, first off, let's dive right in. We know that George Lucas intended Star Wars to be for kids. We've often talked about how it is a mythology that, as far as we're concerned, it's really applicable to everyone. It can hit you in a different spot, no matter what your age are. Mm. But this show strikes me, at least, as definitely being geared toward older audiences, Mm more like a spy thriller. Tony Gilroy wrote Michael Clayton. So unless yeah. I'm at your, we younglings really love going to sleep to Michael Clayton. <laughs> I love that movie. I, Great I movie. don't, yeah. I mean, it's fantastic, but I don't, it's not necessarily for kids. Unlike the hula hoop, this yeah. is spy <laughs> sex betrayal and a slow burn. I think that kids would be bored. Yep. It's more mature in the way that the Star Wars novels are. If yeah. anything, it plays more like chapters than episodes. Do you both think that this is potentially our most for mature audiences piece of live action Star Wars that we've gotten? I want to go right to Caitlin and Bush. Uh, undoubtedly. Um, and this was inevitable, you know, as as we continue to to grow the Star Wars universe, as we were just talking about something like like Marvel that obviously has the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My apologies, uh, has not been around as long as Star Wars has. But the way that it has progressed and amplified in the short amount of time that it has had, it is now starting to kind of collapse in on itself and to be able to avoid that complication something like marvel something like star wars something that is this larger franchise has to adapt and you have to grow and you have to put out all of your branches and your roots and so yes the original intent for star wars is for children it's for families it's for everyone of all ages to enjoy but 
you know, uh, you have animated series that are definitely geared much more towards small children that obviously adults can still enjoy, but probably won't as much as children versus something like this where the adults are probably going to enjoy it just a little bit more than the, the tots that are sitting down hoping for some droid antics. <laughs> it's not exactly Star Wars blips. Nah. <laughs> yeah. So and, and yeah, I think I think you're right. It's and and I and reiterate again where a lot of the thing the the older themes that this covers are present in many 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 Star Wars books mm-hmm. from Legends, the new canon onward. You have a lot. This stuff has always been present in the books and continues to be High Republic. Not you know no exception. But now it's starting to find this is the first stress like live action or even like you didn't get stuff like this. And as much as we love the Clone Wars and as much as there was the Bad Batch as someone getting shot in the face and their hands getting lopped off left and right and people dying on the Clone Wars. There's not a brothel in in Clone Wars. Very, very (laughs) well said, which that's we're going to get to that. No question. Matt, thoughts on this? Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything Caitlin said. And also, you know when I was watching the, the the first few minutes of the episode, it was like immediately it was like, Oh man, this is something different. You know, mm-hmm. it feels different, looks different. The practical sets, the, the, there's a lot of familiar things, but they're not like leaning so hard. Yeah, no, into, it's, it's, it's new, but it's also still definitely rooted in star Wars. Yeah. Still rooted in star Wars, but they're not like hitting you over the head with it as hard. I think it's just that there's subtle, uh, references to the world. I mean, even the droid, he, he's a entirely new droid. Yeah, you know, yeah. we haven't seen this model of droid. He's talks. I mean, not to get, get ahead of it. Like he has a voice like, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're used to seeing droids of that size, you know, speaking in blips and boops, you know? So like there's, they're just kind of, you know, playing with it to, to a point where it could be at points. It didn't even feel like a star Wars show. It felt like something yeah, entirely different. It felt um, like something that could be on HBO Max kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. even, and even the, those sets and the, and the fact that everything's practical and it feels more lived in than the other shows do. And and like every, it feels like it has a lot more stakes because of the that grittiness. I don't know. It feels very different and definitely for adults. Yeah. The drama reminded me a little bit of Battlestar Galactica yeah. at times. Mm. Um, a little more than Star Wars. Even though the very first shot of Cassian walking down that causeway is a direct lift of the causeway into Lothal City. Oh, um, yeah. Rebels right. fans. It mm, looks exactly yeah. the same. Except it's raining. There's a lot more cyberpunky stuff like that going on. But you still have the holograms. You yep. still have the droid is a different kind of droid, but it's definitely a Star Wars droid. Yeah. Little things like blaster sounds rooted in Star Wars. And yeah, a lot to be, a, much ado is being made of the practical sets and all that. But make no mistake, they are still, they're still a lot of CGI being used here. Oh yeah. They are still utilizing the volume. This is not 100% on location and practical sets. And I only say that because everyone saying celebrating yes, a return to fully practical sets is a, is really insulting to the CGI artists. You couldn't do a shipyard like that practically. No, are you kidding? Oh, there is, yeah, no, there's there definitely is, there CGI. is no shot in yeah. this that doesn't have some VFX artist working on it. And the volume is it continues to grow and they continue to work out how it works and the Unreal Engine continues to grow. I think it was Genevieve O'Reilly said, because they shot 
at on the stage right next to where the volume is. They built some mm-hmm. of the sets. They, they were right there. So it is going to be used. And for, when we know we're going to be in the Senate, I don't see how you avoid that. Oh, yeah, they totally. Can't, they can't build the Senate. Unlike yourself, right. Matt, who did find a way years ago <laughs> to build the Senate. <laughs> Senate. Yeah. But what, but I would, but like they are really, I think looking at this series and it's like practical sets first VFX yeah. on top yeah. of it. Whereas yes. I would say the other Star Wars show is VFX first practical sets on top of that, that. you know, I don't don't know if I'd agree, if if I'd agree, I I think, well, for for instance, Book of Boba Fett, having just won visual Emmy for visual effects, there are some things when that is seamless, you don't, there there are some things that stick out. Yeah. But some things like he rode a rancor through a city (laughs) and it looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. So the rancor is real. There's not, yeah, it's, oh yeah. Well, that, that's, that's a wonderful point. (laughs) That is a wonderful point. There's one in my backyard right now. Come on. Patisa Amucci, Patusi Amucci, Patusi and Mucha. So let me ask you about this. Each installment, as I said, plays out more like a chapter almost instead of an episode. These three together worked as one cohesive whole where I think for me anyway, if they had just released it, say just the first episode, I would have been like, that's it. Um, mm. happy to have it, but really, um, do you think that's part of why they released all three at once and that that was a smart decision? Matt Romano. Ooh, I bet there are a lot of factors in it, but the, the biggest a factors, one, a lot of factors, but I think the biggest one being definitely that, uh, the, the, the first, the first three need to happen. I think you need to see the first three to start. Uh, I it would, it, you're kind of left in an awkward spot after the first episode. And I don't know, I just, just knowing this audience and knowing this fandom, can you imagine, just like the the week the weeks between doing these yep. episodes, it'd be I like abso- I absolutely can. <laughs> so I think that that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of factors. I'm sure it was story. I'm sure it was just like get let's get this part of the story out because next week, I don't know. Are, we're in are space. you saying that the Star Wars fandom isn't always the best with slow burn? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Is exactly that what, what I'm saying. saying. Yep, the nuance, <laughs> the you know. Yeah. Caitlin, yeah. let me let me let me add on, but let me add this into because I want to get your answer to this too. Mm-hmm. I know some of our colleagues have said that Tony Gilroy might not yet know how to write television because mm-hmm. this is more of a longer form thing. And I know there's thoughts: is every episode should be fulfilling. You shouldn't have to binge it. You shouldn't have to say something. It's oh, wait until episode six; it gets really cooking. You should have to be cooking with episode one. These are things that people have said. I'm not saying I agree with any of that. If I like a story, I like a story. I don't really care. With that in mind, what are your thoughts on all of this, Caitlin and Bush? There's arguments to be made for everything. Um, the The idea that Tony Gilroy, you know, isn't isn't primed to write for television. Let's be very clear that in a, a machine as large as Lucasfilm as Disney, there is not one person doing one thing ever. Mm, mm, there is every point. single person in this has has at least fifteen people looking over their shoulder. Like yeah. there, it is micromanaged to hell. I, I think very much you you have to keep in terms like you said, Matt. Uh, the fandom is is not primed for something like this. They are not primed for mm-hmm. a slow burn. I would have been um, not let down, but a little off put, I think, by just a singular episode of that one. I would have stayed with it because Cassie Nandor and we've been psyched for this series forever with the understanding, knowing that it was going to pick up, that we were going to get a full and robust story. Um, But there's arguments to be made for for both of these different versions of doing something and 
If anything, I'm just happy that we left off where we did because it left us in a very intriguing place. That shot of the back and forth between young Cassian being brought into this new chapter of his life and this older Cassian being brought into the next chapter of his life. And those two overlapping is just Mm -hmm. gorgeous. It really was. It was wonderful. And that felt like the true end of this premiere. And for almost everyone watching today, they're just going to go through all three. So I didn't even notice... So ultimately, I don't care. I'm like, this right. is great. You, you know, I was really enjoying it. So, yeah, I, I I think there are arguments to be made. And I guess what I'm saying is I don't care about those arguments. <laughs> I love that we got all three. More Star Wars. Yeah, it's Come like, on. great. It's like, what what's what's not to like? We yeah. got two and a half hours of Star Wars today. It was it's, great. It's, I had to it's, push it up throughout several times throughout my day. I got to watch Star Wars on and off all day. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you had little hits all day. Um, (laughs) One thing that sets this apart right away, as we've already mentioned, is the first scene has Cassian walking right into a brothel. And it definitely is a brothel because they say it's a brothel. And I was like, I was like, oh, it's a, oh, it's the it's it's the usual cantina. Trying full to like come up with creatures. excuses for it in your mind. Yeah. And then I said, wait, no, is this a sex den? And then I and then one of them said brothel. I was like, oh, oh, oh. I'm like brothel. Um, Coming soon, later, the galaxy's edge. <laughs> Star Wars the next Andor, said, brothel. <laughs> the brothel. The kids are not gonna love this one. Um, Later on, Bix has a booty call with Tim. That's Tim with two M's. Yep. <laughs> to just, you know. Tim can to eat it. Maybe just to make it cl- Star Wars. Oh, make well, it Star that, Wars. that answers a question I was going to bring up later. Because I would say, I'll just ask it now. Does Tim have it coming? Tim Caitlin can eat it. Tim yeah. can eat I'm it. Happy Matt died. Romano, uh, oh, yeah. agree or disagree with Tim can eat it. Tim's a Tim. Let's just say it. No offense to Tim's. <laughs> Wow. We apologize to any Tim's. If there are any Tim's with two M's that are listening right now, we apologize. This specific Tim can eat it, and I'll say it right now. Yeah, he had it coming. Yeah. Um, so you'll, Bix, you'll find someone else, Bix. You're better than that. Yeah. yeah it, it, because she's so much better than that yeah. in like a million ways. She strips and leads him to the bed, though, as I already have said, the books have fully acknowledged sex before with characters like Elzar Mann, Rail Avaros, and that's just recently. The movies and shows haven't. You just see Padme pregnant. You see Jason Sindula just all of a sudden exists. So it's clear that sex exists, but this is the first time we're having a booty call on a strip and someone leading someone to a bed. So thoughts on Star Wars sex, something that I'm sure General Hux would like to wipe off the face of the galaxy as we know it. Star Wars sex, Matt Romano. I love the idea of... General Hux being anti-sex, because that makes a lot yeah. of sense. That's at yeah. the end of his speech. Yeah. And now we shall destroy sex and your pathetic fleet. We will go into our rooms and close the door. Um, yeah, uh, that's what Starkiller Base's real mission was. Yeah, exactly. Destroy that's why they're the new so pissed Republic. To destroy sex, and that's why, that's why Oscar Isaac's like, yeah. we got to blow this thing up, because I can't do this Jessica Chastain show if sex is gone. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Star Wars sex, Matt Romano. I'm into it. Uh, I'm into it. I like yeah, it. I, you bet, know, I bet you are. I, <laughs> I just, I like this mature Star Wars. I think it's fun. And also, um, speaking of sex in Star Wars, didn't Solo try to bring Kira into like uh, Lando's cave, uh, cape room, and uh, try yeah, to do uh, this? Yeah, the, he did try to just, get a little 
busy in there. I'm sure he said something. No, they but I think out. he. I think he says something. You know, where he's like, you what? Know, like, you know, there's nobody, nobody around. I could lay these capes down, and we can just get going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't that say that. That was the yeah, implication. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's not said. They're okay. making out in a cape. This I'm gonna review true. the this tape. This is very true. Gonna review the tape. Go ahead and review okay. it. I'll tell you right now. There's no. It's like. Hey, Kira, you know what I'm thinking? And she says, yes, I do. Cut to full on bone town. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that's it's re- that the much. real Game of Thrones. Right Are you there? saying yeah. that that cape closet was pound town and that Han and Kira were the mayors? <laughs> yes, yes. Or at least the lieutenant <laughs> I, mayors. I, I don't Check out AO3 for Matt's Matt upcoming fan fiction. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> anyway. And yet, and yet that movie didn't make money? Well, <laughs> not. What? Come on. Star Wars, sex, Jeez. cape closets and more. Caitlin and Bush. Uh, I I want to focus a little bit on all of these um, moments in which people are accusing Cassian of being like a womanizer. Oh, um, yeah. That's another thing. Which a couple is of things my about. favorite goddamn thing in the world. So all of these people are accusing him of being a womanizer because he is pretty and because women are comfortable around him. And so they assume that because he's going around at night that he's going and sleeping with a bunch of women. Oh. That is the funniest that we have absolutely no evidence that he is sleeping with anyone right now. We we also have no evidence that he isn't. Right. But in my headcanon, no. Yeah, well, I don't think so. Don't you think it's possible that that because of his raw sexual charisma, <laughs> that he's able to, to pull off some of the things he pull Look, off, some of his dastardly deeds? I just don't like, think that's a priority of Cassian. Get this part yeah. to get this part to scam the empire, have sex with this person to own the imps. Look, you don't think that happens? I, like I a believe, little James Bond action. I believe in action? like Cassian Andor's like asexuality. Like honestly, that's I what think I do. he's in love with. He's having sex with the rebellion you know he's into that he's like that's what <laughs> he's, he's in lo- he's in bed with the rebellion exactly there you go that's a better way to say it wow i, I fully believe in cassie and, and you're saying like luthan showing up to say to tell him we uh, we want to go steady he's like i'm in so let's get on that but yeah I, I just i think that's that's another very interesting element to me we have absolutely no evidence of this whatsoever and everyone's just assuming oh well like they're I mean, assuming Diego Luna's pretty and like women are comfortable around him, so he must be boning all of them. He's like, so you're saying there's no way he's going to turn into like a James T. Kirk or a James Bond who, you know, sleeps around to achieve their ends. Uh, no. Look at his, look at his, his, no his rela- look at his relationship with Jin Erso. Yeah, but that, mm. they know each other for like five minutes. No, that's what I mean, is that he never once, like there's never any yeah. like indication of any of that. That would have been the perfect chance. You, you're you coming to the end of like your your giant mission. It's like the end of the world and nothing. He's in love with they the hug. cause. He's married to the cause. It's all yeah, about he's their married to the Romano, if you yeah. were in that position with Jyn Erso, Felicity Jones, and let's say you weren't married with all kids, right, you have all gone right, for all it? Right. No, no, no. I'm curtailing this conversation. I'm curtailing and we were yeah. curtailing this conversation. Bush, you're saying that you that if that if that if Cassie and Andor showed up and said for the rebellion, I like I would love it to take you out to dinner and afterwards what happened. There's other you know, stuff going on, man. Come on. For you or for him? For everyone. If we're in the rebellion. Well, well uh, okay. I was we're, seeing he just shows up in New York. We're this conversation right now. <laughs> okay, you're done with it? <laughs> I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? I opened ah. up. I know. I, this is my own fault. I opened up this can of worms and now I have, hey, to, I have to live with it. It's not going to be the last time we see sex in this series, whether it's Cassian or not. Somebody no, else is going. It's true. Know. And and uh, did you just call him Cassian? What did I say? Cass, well, Cassian. Cassian. No, I like that Cassian. That's Cass. Be I also thing. like Casa. <laughs> I like Casa. Casa, yeah. Um, well, and just nickname. like that. 
outer rim sieges has become a little more overt. Okay, so similar, just get this question in um, before we move on to a special game. Similar to how Obi-Wan Kenobi enhanced A New Hope, and it really did. It really did for me anyway, in a lot of ways, when I, then I watched A New Hope in such wonderful fashion. Mm. And it bears repeating that all these months later, I still love the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Oh, yeah. as, mu- as much as it's just it's different, but it's still wonderful. Can we assume, do you think we can safely assume that this this show and or will have a similar effect on Rogue One, a Star Wars story? Yes. Yes. How can it not, right? Right. No. Yeah. going to lead up to it. I can't wait to watch this entire series and then watch Rogue One afterward and then cry again. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. do it together. Great. Oh, great. Fantastic. Some have already <laughs> said that this show isn't big on Easter eggs, but that's not entirely true. There are more than a few Easter eggs and references, and we're going to run through all of them Ooh. in a tweaked version of the game that is burning up the internet. A little different kind of spin on it, but always good. Welcome to What Didn't I Miss? Ooh, this is yeah. exciting. We haven't done All this right. in a while, guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We've never played what didn't I, I miss. Know. You're now, not, yeah, that's pretty cocky, actually. So let's, let's yeah, get into it. It's, yeah. it's like, Brian's, so Brian's feeling good. He's these are confident. things that we actually did not miss, as okay. the title suggests. So, Caitlin, welcome. Welcome, ah. to, the, welcome to the game. Thank Matt you. Let me Romano, as always, mm. welcome to the game. Oh, happy to be here. Happy to have you. Always a welcome Always presence. Always a pleasure. Um, now, what we're going to do is this. I'm not going to screw around. This I'm going to get right down to Ooh. it. We are going to run down, I am going to rather, run down a list of Easter eggs and references. And Caitlin and Bush, you will give each one a yay or an eh. And Matt will tally them all up. And when we're done, we'll see how everything stacks up. Let's okay. do it. Let me get my pen. Matt, Hold on. Matt, you got your trusty pen? Got it. Amazing. He's Thank got you. it. And hopefully this isn't Goldeneye and he's about to explode like uh, <laughs> no, I, I coming turned it at the off. end. It Remember? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have fun. Caitlin and Bush, are you ready? I am ready, Brian. Okay. And here we go. Cassian shoots the corporate flunky in the face using a heavy blaster pistol, the same blaster that Han Solo uses. Ooh, yay. There's a Y-wing docked in the Ferrix shipyard. Wow. Oh, the, wow. Planet Wobani, <laughs> the planet Wobani is mentioned. It's where Jin Erso is locked up at the start of Rogue One. Yay. Cassian asks B2 to lie for him. B2 says it will take considerable power, so apparently Droid needs extra power to lie. Hmm. Eh. Okay. Not going how I thought it would go. Yeah. The speeder bike <laughs> looks and sounds like it came right off the set of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Bix makes a reference to calf, which may be a first. It is the Star Wars version of coffee that has been mentioned in both the books of Legends and the new canon. It's been a running thing for as long as I can remember. But to my knowledge, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. This is the first time that it is being mentioned on screen. It is a very, very rare mention, if not the first. And it made me really happy. Calf, Caitlin. Yay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Matt Romano, how did we do? Wow, that was like literally three and three. Three yays, <gasps> three nays. Okay, I was trying we... to be kind of, I was trying to be tough here. Yeah, I, was I mean, that was really tough. Were. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Y-Wing. Okay, did, we all, did we all think of Crosshair when when Cassian started the show by shooting the guy in the face? Did we think of, of uh, Crosshair? <laughs> yes, I did, actually. Not necessarily. Yeah. But, right. you know. Well, Matt, you and I are always kind of thinking yeah, about Crosshair. You guys yeah. just love Crosshair. I get, we get I don't, caught I up in it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Some would say. Crosshair the droid, mania. the droid needing extra power to lie didn't I don't think that's an. All, I don't know if that's an all droid thing. I think that just might be a thing for B. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if it's just if that's, what, that's where my mind, it might just be a thing for B. 
But okay, so even if that was just a thing for B, that's not exciting. I mean, that's that's a very interesting and cool character detail. It's an interesting programming choice by whoever yeah. made the droid. It doesn't know? warrant a yay. Uh, not in the way you put it. No. Wow. Whew. Well, well, how about we'll hey. change it in, in the way this put it. The game is the, the trial. I don't, the tr- I don't know if it's the, an Easter egg. Okay. I think it's an interesting tidbit. The trial never ends, John Luke. Um, <laughs> let's, let's just say that it's still going with whatever with what you just said. That it's an interesting tidbit and I'm not gonna give an it a Easter yay. Egg? Okay, that's yeah, great. Yeah. There are more yays than as as always. The best thing about this game is everyone wins, no matter what. So that sure. has been what didn't I miss? And somebody, me, is going to have to work harder on that game for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Thank I think you. it's delightful. Thank you, uh, yeah, it's delightful. So in the flashback on Canary, I thought the ship and the people were that the crashes and the people come out of it were separatists because of the sigil on their uniforms definitely looked like the separatist Alliance logo, but Marva, Fiona Shaw then comes in and says they're Republic. Did either of you catch this and think otherwise? Or is that yes, I thought it was weird. I did not I thought it was think weird. of any of that. That yeah. was a separatist symbol. Hmm. Right? I missed that. I totally missed that. That's what I thought, but she said she did say Republic, and I went, huh, Yeah, interesting. So that's the reason they have to get him out of there. If they are Republic, do you think that Marva and Clem Andor are potentially working with the Separatists and that young Casa will start his whole career in the Separatist Alliance? Ooh, I like that. Ooh. If that is a thing. Get a little Clone Wars action yeah. here. Hmm. Interesting. Matt likes it. Caitlin and Bush oh, is, is 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 kind of pondering it. I I think it's I think it's very interesting. Do we? Here's a question. Do we know canonically how old Cassian is? No, I'm assuming that Cassa here is six years old, purely because of I've from been what in this he said about the fight. That's what was that's confusing good, yeah. me because I kept every time we would flash back to Cassa, we would hear. Uh, I, I kept hearing that line in my brain that he has in Rogue One. I've been in this fight since I was six yeah. years old, but he looks so much older than six years. Like this little actor looks so much older than six mm. years old. Let me. me ask you this. Did either of you think that those were stabs like Ray and not blowguns? Because yes. when they started using those blowguns, I was like, oh, they're blowguns. Did yeah. either of you <laughs> I, never, I did not think blowgun. Yes. You didn't think blowgun. You I never didn't, knew. I didn't think you never knew. <laughs> <laughs> you, you always I've got lose. taken too many darts to the neck. I shouldn't know yeah. much. That always oh, catches you by surprise. Yeah. yeah, but Caitlin and Bush, did you think blowgun or Ray staff? I thought it was Ray staff, yeah. Yeah, sure. I thought so. Not the same staff, but, you know, of the right. same kind. Right. But wait, back to the Separatist thing, though, quick. That 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 is crazy because for him, to, if that is true, for him to grow up in an environment where, like, he's kind of on the losing side of the Clone Wars and how he's indoctrinated. He's coming from he's a... Over- He's already prepped to kind of be anti-empire. Yeah, exactly. If he's, exactly. If he's separatist because he sees the, what the Republic is becoming, right. he's already in the fight. Interesting. So the separ- a lot of it's, that's a, that would be an interesting start yeah. to him. It also makes Marva even more interesting. If right. She's, if she's separatist or just, just, you know, one of those profiteers, as we know from the Clone Wars, they were doesn't, doesn't matter which side you're she on. She might have been working for the techno union. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Or Sid, for all we know. Yeah, all we I'm know. getting kind of gray area from her. I, I'm gray more interested area. in the 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 narrative of of young Cassian being forcibly and unknowingly separated from his culture, his little sister, his his everything by this strange woman who essentially kidnaps him. 
Yeah, and what's <laughs> in, what's interesting? You mentioned culture because we get to a little bit of the culture of Canary. Yep. We get a lot of the culture of Ferrix, some of of the the other planet as well, where the, where the Corpos are. There's no familiar planet as of yet. We're Mm-mm. probably gonna we're gonna be going to Coruscant because we see the Senate, but there's no familiar planets, and we really get to know the culture. So I really like that, especially Ferrix. We probably get to know the 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 most, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But before that, do uh, Caitlin and Bush, mm. do you think that the girl that Cassian is asking about in the brothel, he asks about the girl from Canary, do you think that's the little girl that we see him with in the flashback? Absolutely. And I think that's his little sister and I can't wait to meet her. Yeah. It would have uh, to be, right? Matt Romano, yeah. would you co-sign this? Now I do. Yeah. A good, good now connection. Yeah. Who did you think it was going to be? Uh, I didn't. I actually didn't give it Obviously much not one of his many <laughs> lovers because he doesn't have any. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really get that far. I don't know. I didn't think about that. No time for love. Okay, so Cassian <laughs> owes everybody money. He's flim-flamming, but for a purpose. He's sticking it to the Empire. But Luthen is a Stellan Skarsgård, is about to have him go pro. Thoughts on Luthen, the le- the couple of lessons he teaches him here, which I love, and the Luthen-Cassian dynamic, Matt Romano. Oh, I mean, this is a uh, classic Star Wars band in the making, mm, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're with this, like... Well, I can't. I, I don't even want to speculate what his story is, but we know he's a badass right out of the right out of the bat. Like he's he hates the Empire. He's very cool. He talks cool. He's got a cool clothes. He's still in Skarsgård. He's got, crying come, out on, loud. Yeah. come on, he's bootstrap Bill. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I get a very um, I get a very uh, uh, solo a Star Wars story. Yes. Older yes. man taking the young boy under his wing and saying, right. "Look, kid, this is how it is." Exactly. Older man with a long coat and a um, cool. And a cool crew and a cool weapon. And There's a, cool a lesson ship. to be learned here. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a, he's a little more, but, but this is say Beckett with a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. He's not just out for, you know, only money. He's, right. you know, out for other things. Um, do you like this dynamic, Caitlin and Bush? The, and, and can we, do you think we can, are you excited for more Luthan Cassian action? Absolutely. And I can't wait to watch Stellan Skarsgård and Diego Luna play off of each other more, too, because that's a that's a a, their senses of humor and the way that they play things off is so different. So I'm very interested in seeing how that works. It's it's a it's it's not like it's uncharted territory for Stellan Skarsgård, but it was different than it's a little bit different from things he's played before. He hasn't really played a guy like Eric Selvig, for example, or the (laughs) guy from the good, goodwill hunting professor is not going to (laughs) walk into a place and immediately plant bombs at the door just in case. Yes. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Which he's like already plan your exit. And we, we and we, we kind of see this with with Cassian in the the future, but when we've seen him already very careful in in these first three episodes, but but this character, Stellan's character, is very much going to I think add to his just general sense of paranoia and desire to literally never let anyone into his life ever. If if planning bombs at the door just in case is like the perfect metaphor for the rest of Cassian's life, and that's a very good point, Caitlin, because. Cassian's good, but he's not that good. He yeah. makes a mistake. The whole reason these corpos are on him, we're not even dealing with the Empire yet. We're dealing with the pe- the the money rats that oh. have to report to the Empire. That's how small time this is. Yeah. I love the Empire them. could care less. So these <laughs> corpos, Cyril is the lead one. Um his uh, his boss is played by Yon Roy, the actor who plays Yon Royce on Game of Thrones. Um and then his sergeant who drops the first S bomb. 
on Star on Star <laughs> Wars good. screen. Good. We're part we're past the Karks and Crifts and, mean, the yeah, and, the and the and the Dan Farrick and a Crift. Going for it. We're under siege. They're everywhere. Yeah. He just, they started in a book in the last Star Wars book I read. They, I'll say it. The word is shit. Um, they dropped it there and now it's on screen. I was like, okay, they're just having the Scottish sergeant. Can we fire off the cannon, right cannon for shit Go being ahead. cannon? Absolutely. Fire. <laughs> Great. Go ahead. You're, it, you're, uh, you. Our main man, Matt's in charge of the sound effects now, just so we know. <laughs> Matt, just, just because, you know, to temper the, the grittiness and the more morally gray stuff, could you give me an, uh, excuse me, please? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. My pleasure. Excuse me. There you go. Gorgeous. And let's not forget that the, uh, probably the only child friendly here is our introduction to BMO is one of these dog creatures comes up and pees on him. <laughs> yeah, and then they they like sh- and the ha- cool. they're, they're titled uh, The Hounds. Yeah. The uh, Hounds. In the, yeah. in the sh- subtitles. He shocks one of the hounds away. So that's probably the. There's always room for a little horseplay before <laughs> things get really morally gray. Um, it's no accident also because these the Empire just con- doesn't consider this small, whatever Cassian is right now, a threat. And Luthen talks about that. He says they look down on them. They're so arrogant. And we know that this arrogance will continue to be their undoing by not considering a small group of X-Wings to be a threat, by building giant overcompensating death balls, Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. kinds of things like that. And it's going to, Cassian's going to be a part of that. I'm a little worried. It's like, is our Bix and or Luthen in Rogue One? No, they're not. Um, so who knows? Let's talk about the small rebellion that does happen here because it's kind of a microcosm of what will soon be happening all across the galaxy. It reminded me of the early seasons of Rebels mm-hmm. because the guy hitting the hammer ah. on the gong anvil mm. thing yeah. from the trailers. Love this guy. Who's still like one of my favorite guys. I want that oh, figure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, want, I, want, I like how he pauses before he hits the thing. He goes, yeah, oh, it's, 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 it's like an form. Yeah. It's very ritualistic. Yeah. It's very like he doesn't just go, eh, that's just ritualistic. That bell. That's a good word yeah. for it. It's very the ritual of his hammers and how he does it and everything. There's a thing to it. Yes. And we don't know what the thing is, but a con- what Star Wars does so well, it conjures a million ideas. It's like, <laughs> well, what are these hammers passed on to the is next it member of this? I love it. Is it a religious alarm clock? It's like, what is going on here? But I love the ritual here because it kind of begins and ends the workday. But banging on things musically, rhythmically becomes a thing later on that riles the people of Ferrix up as these corpos stir up more trouble. It's less of a rebellion and more of a reckoning, as Marva says in one of my favorite lines. Gets to you, doesn't it? Shut it. That's what a reckoning sounds like. This was probably my favorite scene watching this grow and build. I want to get your thoughts on it. Caitlin, did you like the the growing banging on everything as kind of a, you know, a small rebellion happening in, in just this little town on Ferrix? Well, yeah. And then you get uh, uh, Marva, uh, her oh, line part. about how it's it's the it's not the ringing that you need to be worried about. It's when it stops. I love yeah. that. That was good. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's when, when people start getting quiet. That means they're planning uh-huh. and or scheming, and when it stops being loud, that means they're they're doing what they're doing. You don't know what it is because the banging is potentially covered up. What they're actually doing, something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they're also the th- another thing that adds to the whole gray morality of this. Cyril the Corpo, he talks 
like someone in the rebellion would. He can't sit idly by and just watch bad things happen. He has to act. He screams uh, in Empire Flunky to me. Yeah, he's to- yeah. Total, a toady. I mean, he also, who knows, he could turn out to be a callous and change sides. We don't know. But he's corporate, so probably not. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it about everything in the show, but. I love this guy. I love this thing. I love that. You like I, the si- it's well, the fascinating. Because he thinks he's right beyond yeah. the shadow of a doubt. Yeah. There's no way he's wrong, and mm-hmm. that's he has the same conviction that all of the people, everybody on this, has incredible conviction in what they're doing. Yeah, whether it's killing, whether it's tattletaling on Cassian, whether no matter what it is, they all think they're right. And do you think that this contributes to the overall grayer morality? Of this show that will then bleed into Rogue One, Caitlin M. Bush. Yeah, bringing in these ideas of 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 capitalism, of of corporate greed, of of something beyond just the governance of everything, but bringing in the business side and all of these cultural wars. It can. It's more and more. Star Wars adds these layers, and it will only get more complicated with time. Matt Romano. Yeah, everything Caitlin said, and it's it's just kind of establishing two sides. It's like the man versus the people. You know, you like, and it's just, uh, they're just people They're Yeah. Yeah. They're, and they're all, we're all brothers That's, and done the, all human beings, but like two sides of the coin, my man. So in a way it, it is still black and white Yeah, in terms of, you know, who the bad, just like the, real life, the, yeah. you know, who the bad guys are Yeah, and you know, who pretty much who the good guys are. It's just here. The good guys do some morally dubious things right. to achieve their ends. Well, and just like, and just like you can understand some of, of the bad guys intentions. He's like, yeah, two people got killed. And like, regardless of their shitty people that's, or not, you know, that's those not are two good people. You that's not a good thing. People. That's an excellent people. point, Matt. It's like yeah. you, somebody has to be accountable. You can't just do right. that. Yeah. It's so, all And they're gray. little people. They're people so, that the empire would just ignore. Exactly. So but it's this kind guy of, doesn't. Right. See, it's more it's more complicated in that we can we're having we can have a discussion like that. Usually it's not like stormtroopers bad, rebels mm-hmm. good. This is all you don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. all and that was is also it's not new to Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it's 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 not it's those not all guys, the time. Those those guards sucked clearly and they're harassing Cassian, but did they deserve to die? Right. Yeah. And the first but guy, and the first guy, to, but who's to say? Right, it's and like, the first guy died by accident. Cassian didn't mean to kill him. Yeah. So it's it's all it's all the other guy's one pleading for his life. Yeah. And, was like, and, and that's that's also not forget the first time we ever first seen we meet Cassian in Rogue One. He has to shoot one of his own right. guys because he, he, he can't jump. He still has that, but he still has that same look of horror in his mm-hmm. eyes while yeah. doing it both times. He doesn't want to kill people. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, something that he's perhaps doing things like that is something he's probably going to grow to learn possibly from Luthen or maybe Saw Gerrera yeah. that he has to protect. He can't let anyone let the secret out like he does here. Yep. So that guy at the beginning of Rogue One, it's the only way that the secret can be maintained. Yeah. It's bigger than them. For the greater good, the greater good. See, so already changes that scene. Already yeah, changes does. that scene. It's it does, happening. It? It's happening. It's happening. It's yeah. happen- You're doing it, Peter. <laughs> You're doing it. <laughs> Quick question, Caitlin and Bush. Do you think Luthen is working directly for Mon Mothma? Do you think he's directly working for Saw Gerrera, who could be working with Mon Mothma before they have their falling out? Or do you think he's got his own little rebel cell happening? I think he's got his own thing going. I could see him working alongside Saw I can't see him in direct contact with Mon Mothma at this point. 
Mm. Matt Romano, right. do you think that Luthen could potentially prove to be as extreme as Saul Guerrero? See, I, yes, I do. And I think Luthen has like, I have, a, I have a feeling Luthen has money and also seeing like some shots from like yes. future trailers and yes. promos. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you don't get a Carillion ship like he's flying around, you know, you just pick one of those up. Like well, Carillion ships are like well, the Corvettes of the galaxy. You know? DJ just took that ship from Canto Bite. <laughs> yeah, but D- oh, well, DJ's another podcast we'll talk Oh, I look forward to that. <laughs> and but, then, then I wonder, you know, you bring up money and I'm like, is this guy the the opposite side of the spectrum? Still on the good, the, the at least the quote unquote good side, but on the opposite side of the spectrum of someone like Bail Organa. Well, yeah. Like, got a know, lot of money, got some influence, but exactly. you go about things a little bit different way. Right. Yeah. I, I'm giving away my billions. I don't care. Like I'm looking yeah. towards the future, yeah. you know, and so he could be a for like a Patagonia. He could be yeah, like a Corbett. Yeah, exactly. The light. There you go. Or or the opposite, cousin Greg, who is about to lose his inheritance <laughs> to Greenpeace. Yeah, Green so right. which one is it gonna be? The fact that we're just making these references is fascinating to me. <laughs> um anyway, the ending is just beautiful. No matter what happens, Cassian, you know, now whatever his name is, or we don't we, his name is currently, what he tells you, what money he owes you, whoever, he's off being reborn once again. Do you guys hope that we think we'll return to Ferrix? Cause I hope we do between the culture Bix, who's an amazing character for reasons and B2 and Fiona Shaw. Do you, I hope we'll return to Ferrix. Do you think we will? I think yeah. we will, but not with Cassian. I think we'll return for Bix. I think we'll return for the people that are still there. Yeah. We get oh, all those so- character shots at the end that they're not yeah. done yet. So yeah. do you think um, Cassian, that the, we'll have split storylines later. It's like, well, Cassian, we'll follow Cassian and Luthen, and then we'll go, it's like, let's check in on Ferrix yep. and what's Bix doing. And then I think Bix will eventually, unless they, they kill her, which I, I very much hope not, but um, if... I, I could see her joining up with with Cassian and the rebellion later on, but yeah. I think we have to follow her story still too because we focus yeah. quite a bit on her as an individual rather than her just her relationship with Cassian. So we gotta, yeah, which we gotta is more important. Out. Even though I'm sure people are gonna ship them, and there is a lot of chemistry between them, which might mm. just be that both of the actors are extremely attractive. I mm. think it's that. It's yeah. more interesting, I think, than this is something I learned from Caitlin that um, you know characters that our friends and allies can be more interesting than just going into Cape Closet. There yeah. you go. <laughs> there you go. So general thoughts on anything that you loved that hasn't been mentioned yet. Going to start Matt Romano. Oh man. Uh, I well, like I said, I loved everything about this. I'd like, I, it's a new flavor of this like mature star Wars. I'm into it. I love rogue one. This is like rogue one on steroids. Very excited. Also like, my random notes, the glove wall on Ferrick. Love yeah. the gloves. That was awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Love that glove wall. That's why we have to go back to Ferrick. Yeah. One really interesting thing about the place, too, and they mentioned this, they say, like, you know, if you can't find it there, you can't find it anywhere, pretty much. Yeah. Like, you're like, you know, so it's like a place where it's, it's a, like Portobello Road. Yeah, well, you could find anything there. I feel like they're going to have to go back there because they're going to need something, like something like scrap in that yard or something or a part or something. I don't know. But we got to get back there. Great place. Also, if they anything, drink Revnog. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. did you see, that was a new Star Wars alcoholic beverage uh, that was introduced? Revnog. So are we going are are to switch it to Revnog? Next? I think I'm going to have a Revnog for the next episode. All right. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to try it. 
Uh, Let the, us know. The blue noodles that that guy was eating. The blue yes, noodles. Yes. I forgot to mention that. Oh my God. Blue noodles out of a carton. Out of a yes. carton. You know? I guarantee you will be on sale very soon at Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> at Galaxy's Edge. Edge, coming soon. And then there was something called the Wobani Run. What was that? Did you get that well, catch? Yeah, I, that, was in, that was in What Didn't I Miss? Oh, Wobani yes. is the planet where there has the Imperial Labor Camp out. where yep. Jyn Erso. Yes. No, you're keeping it now. <laughs> I missed that was the same and thing. With the, with the wheeled uh, Imperial truck that she, yes. tank that she's on. That's the that's, Wobani. Uh, that's Wobani. Amazing. Yeah. It's also mentioned in, in a couple of books, Wobani. <laughs> well, I loved all of it. I mean, it was you great. Love loved Wobani. I love Revnog. Caitlin M. Bush, anything that you love that I haven't touched on aside from but not excluding the glove wall. Glove wall, <laughs> excellent. Uh, I, I love the scene in which the the corporate flunky is trying to take off, but the the workers at the at the uh, oh my gosh at the, uh, the shipyard at the shipyard. Thank you. At the shipyard, have attached his ship to something very heavy. Yeah, that yeah. was and awesome. And he can't take off. And I, I cheered a little bit. It was, yeah. it was a yeah. nice little like, yeah, they're all, this is kind of the moment where you start to see this, this community coming together and realizing, hey, we're not going to let these guys come in and screw with our people. We don't know why they're here specifically, but we just yeah, know they they're screwing with our people. Yeah. Yeah. I think, that, cool. I think that was Pegla, who was one of the people yeah. Cassian owes money to. Yep. But also, I love it's, Pegla. yeah, it's, it's, what in face in a situation like this, it's the question that a lot of these shows and movies ask, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Would you stay there and do nothing or would you act when this people start banging on things? Acts. Yeah. And the call to action happens and it starts to sound like a reckoning. Are you going to join in and go and, you know, lasso this ship to something like it's con air or are you just going <laughs> to, you know, stay in the corner? Even Tim, it's like they're beating his girlfriend's face against the wall. He's like, okay, now that's too far. Even <laughs> okay, though he's a Tim, piece of crap right, who turned Cassian in, but that's though, fine. Because yeah, he was he because his, 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 he was jealous and he thought they had something and blah, blah, blah. What you know, an idiot, had, Tim. You know what Get they over had? yourself. Jeez. You know what they had? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, Tim. Okay. Now you're dead. Final- Fine. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, enjoy being dead. Unless they go to the world between worlds and with the okay. So if they're gonna use final, it someday, Brian. It's right there. They're gonna use it. They're gonna use it for Tim. Someone's coming back. Tim with two M's it's and exactly where you think. Um. Okay. Aside from the final question, aside from Cassian, favorite new character, Caitlin Ambush. I I kept going back between Bix and Marva. I think right now I'm more interested in Marva's story at the moment because we have a little bit more history between her and Cass, but I am, I, I, the two of them. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. They're both fantastic additions um, to the galaxy far, far away. I would agree. Matt Romano, same question. Ooh. Uh, it's probably a tie between B2 emo mm. and uh, Skarsgård's Carillion ship. I think that's the, sh- the ship. The ship. It's a good ship. It's a good ship. I, I saw that and I thought I thought I thought of you, Matt. Oh, thank you. I mean, he's walking. Yeah. It, you you see the the hallways and like the, the the cockpit and you, that thing's gonna be kicking ass. Okay, you'll see. Make, you'll see. Yeah, I, what about you, I Brian? Hope so. yeah. I hope it doesn't end up like the Razor Crest. Ah, I walked right into it. Yeah, oh, you remember what happened? It, it got he blown just up. like jammed his thumb <laughs> yeah. right there. You know what? Remember? Do you remember when the Razor Crest got blown up? Well. I... Well, like you, I, I love both Marva and Bix and um, it's hard for me to, I, I, but I, 
it's really hard for me to go against a Fiona Shaw character because every word she utters on this is glorious. So mm. good. And I'm just like, Fiona Shaw is in Star Wars. I can't it's believe this. We are blessed. But just for the sake of, of, uh, of you know. Differentiation. Dif- yeah, a little bit. I'll say Luthen because I want to hear more of his lessons. And as I said, I am going to make him my personality for the entire rest of the fall Incredible. and winter. And it's going to be great. Matt Romano just had your finger in the air. I was going to say hot take. Oh, Luth is not going to make it. I mean, he's not, he's not, he'll, he'll make it through the show, gonna, but he's probably like he's dying gonna, the finale, right? You're, you're right. Right now. I mean, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a, what a bold theory. <laughs> I just want to be able to say I, I said it. Of course he's but, not going to make it Granted, show. Brian, you and I have not said it. Matt Nobody was said the he's only not one it. who said it. Yeah, Luther's not going to make it. He might not even make it through the season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, just saying I mean, it. Caitlin, you and I didn't say it because, <laughs> duh. It's obvious. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna oh, get, I'm giving obvious. it I'm giving it to him. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving it to literally him. Dedoy. Nope, I'm giving it to him. It's too late. No, this is not part of the game. You don't get to. All right, fine. Give it to him. Brett, excellent job. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very excellent. Thanks, Brett. Participation We're back. We're back, trophies. Baby. Everyone gets a trophy. Okay, we really broad stroke this one, but we're going to be back uh, to these episodes. So don't worry. There's a lot to unpack here, and we're going to keep unpacking like we ourselves are at therapy. With that, we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Don't turn us off. If you are a professional looking at the European startup scene, Germany is a place you cannot miss. Fortunately for you, there is StartupRad.io, the authority on German startups. This English-only podcast brings you fresh interviews each week. Most likely, you have never heard or read anything on these startups before in English, but you will in the future. Be ahead of the curve and subscribe to StartupRad.io podcast. Or check for the StartupRad.io internet radio station. Check your Alexa for the StartupRad.io skill as well. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats. We're back, and I'm going to go to Matt Romano, because he has, in, in our break, he just thought of something he liked, but failed to bring up during the discussion. Matt, tell us what you were, t- tell everyone what you were just telling us. Okay. Yeah. The other, the thing I forgot, Cyril, you know, the, the little dinky hat commander man. Yeah. From yeah. The corporation. The coward. Yeah. The coward. The main, cor- the main corpo. That guy. Um, they, one of the first things they say about him, uh, is his boss is like talking about his uniform and how he modified it and like tailored it. He got it And tailored. that was weird. Cause like, and also like, you know, somebody that's obviously wants to rise above their station and look a certain way. A certain way. You know, the Empire always is super flashy. Could be another nod to like, you know, maybe wants a fancy uniform. But but all the piping, he added piping or something. That's yep. weird. You know? Well, you know why this is interesting? <laughs> For many reasons, Matt Romano. But how me, this, Brian. you know, there is, there is a canon connection here. Oh. You know who else is very into a very specifically tailored uniform and has measurements taken by a droid and all that when he gets new uniforms and everything? Thrawn. Tarkin. Oh, close. almost. Close. Thrawn would have been my guess too. Thrawn, yeah, yeah. I, I, he probably does too. He's like, I always tailor my fashion <laughs> to make it because uh, it's art. Uh, but Tarkin, in I think the very first chapter of the book, aptly named Tarkin, he is getting measured for new pants or something, oh. and they, he's very exact. And also, let's not forget the glorious um, ironing 
of yes. the First Order clothes in, in Last forget? Jedi. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Um, glass Onion, a Benoit Blanc mystery coming soon. That's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Over on Apple Podcasts, since we've been gone, Ooh. we want to give a hello to Hey Jude. 1216, who I think this is an updated review, but um, really happy to hear from you. From our friend Keyboard Smash. I'm not going to sound all this out. I'm pretty sure it's, it's just a bunch of letters and, a, and some numbers. That's a Keyboard Smash, right? Yeah, Keyboard? absolutely. Yeah, okay. Um, thank you for a wonderful review. And Wolvie's Girl, um, who says that the title of the review is my absolute favorite Star Wars podcast. Aww. And we really love hearing that. So from all of you, it's not necessary, but when you go out of your way to do something like that, it really means a lot to us. And we're just happy that it makes you happy. Yeah. Yes. That's we, why we're here. We are fueled if, by those comments and reviews. Yeah. Yes. If we're not at the end of the, the thing, it's what's true has always been true in terms in our point of view. If we're not having fun, if, if you're not having fun with this, if you're not having fun with star Wars, what's the point th- that what I ask is the point. Why bother? Find something you do like. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I will never understand that. Anyway, Let's throw it to Mailman Matt for the mailbag. Matt, since we've been gone, anything in the old mailbag? Anything rustling around? Anything rassling? You know, we got a bunch of stuff rassling around. In we got the, a bunch uh, of the, stuff rassling. in the mailbag. Oh! You know, sadly, uh, we don't have the time to get into all of them, but we do have a bunch of voicemails, and I think we're going to have to do like a voicemail show now. We're gonna yeah, have to do we should episode. do yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what? Yeah. We should do an all, not like a regular episode, but as yep. like a special bonus, like on a Monday or something. Yeah, exactly. An all real talk. All Love real talk. So like we're inviting everybody leave us voicemails or comments or whatever but like we're gonna do i think like i have to do like a listener feedback show a roundup a roundup you're saying you're saying we do have them we do have them yeah so some of them we're not gonna play we do <laughs> some of them we're not gonna oh, play this is a family they, friendly show are they yeah. are they blat are they are they is some of them blasting uh, no not blasting us just just i mean i'm not gonna get into it but you know who you are uh max rom yeah <laughs> if you're listening Thanks for the voicemail. Wow. <laughs> Wait, now I'm scared. Is this, a, is this a bit or is this real? No, no, it's, it's I can tell real. it's I can tell it's real. This is real. Right Maybe now. we'll cut this part. But like somebody just sent this no, a voicemail. Well, now I'm just this is this is now going to become the new lackluster mug. So I'm going to continue <laughs> to make this a thing. You can't cut it. It was a dirty. Let's just say they had something to say about Yaddle. They had a lot of things to say about Yaddle. Oh, well, yeah. between Yaddle and Tales yeah. of the Jedi and sex, you know, being left, right, and center it's on a mature Andor, show now. I don't know. Maybe I'll anything play anything is possible. Yeah. I guess, y'all. You know, I feel wow. like by saying this, I'm inviting more of it. Don't do it. You know, the voice, yeah. we, the voicemails we, are for take the, your fan fiction to AO3. <laughs> it's free. Just do it. It's exactly. Caitlin, Caitlin does not approve of smut. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Exactly. And for the record, I, no, neither never, do I. No never. matter what it says on that bathroom wall, <laughs> I do not approve of smut. I don't know who no wrote one that here at the alligator lounge. It's gross. Yes. But it's not Grow true. Up. Yeah. Except maybe it is. I don't know. No, it's not. Anyway, um, so that's it. That, that's 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 it for the mailbag. That's we it have for the mailbag. Stuff, but you're but you're not yeah. going to share. It. Not going to share. Open invitation. Okay. Please leave us some we more voicemails. We shall all continue to just live in the question. And with that, we're going to head to the brothel for the rest of the week. But you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. You can also visit our website at returnofthepod.net, where you can leave voicemails. Visit returnofthepod.store. 
We can buy all kinds of merchandising. 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 Where the real money from the podcast is made, except not really. <laughs> not really. All kinds of good stuff. <laughs> Lackluster mugs, stickers, Listen, pins, the jackets, show is windbreakers. A- yeah. Matt, what, what's the newest on this? Sh- what's the newest item to hit the shop? <laughs> New items to hit the shop. Yeah. Uh, maybe a, a many boats. Cup. There you go. (laughs) A many boats cup. Now is it a many boats cup or a many boats cup? We need some new merch. All right, the show needs uh, some repairs. You know, we're not. You know, just we're we're gonna fix it. We're in a new season. We're We're working on it. My question hasn't been answered yet. (laughs) What's new in the shop? What's the difference between a cup and it's the latter, Brian? It's the it latter. Okay. The yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Caitlin M. Bush. But that's enough of that. You can also find us directly, Caitlin M. Bush, on very, very rare occasions. You very, can be found where? Very rare occasions. You can find me at, at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C A I T L I N M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. You might as well ask the son a question. There Matt you Romano, go. you can be found where? You can find me on Twitter at, at Matt Romano, M A T T R O M A N O. And probably still AOL, right? Yeah, always AOL. Matty R. Of course. 24. <laughs> and always at smut.com. And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take it, Chevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, You'll never make it through the night. Many boats and be the Spock. <laughs> <laughs>